Hello and welcome to another episode of Listen Up. I am Mr. I. Remember that if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you get your podcasts, you will get updates every time I upload a new episode. Today is another episode comparing how things are done in the U.S. and Japan. And it is also another request. Today's topic is weddings. Now, I have to say that I am not really all that knowledgeable about wedding ceremonies, especially in the U.S., So I got married in Japan, and my wife and I, we had a very traditional Japanese-style wedding. And in the U.S., I think I have been to three weddings. Uh, They were all family weddings in, uh, in the U.S., and so they're all very similar styles. And so yeah, three weddings in the U.S., and when I think about it, that's probably the same number of weddings that I have been to in Japan. But I think I know enough about both Japan and the U.S. to talk at least about some major differences in Japanese weddings and one kind of wedding in the U.S. So like I said, my own wedding ceremony was very traditional Japanese. We had our wedding, the ceremony, at a shrine in Sapporo. And a lot of my family was able to come across to Japan from the U.S. So that was very nice. My wife and I, of course, wore kimonos, right? Traditional Japanese style. My wife had the white kimono. I had on the black uh, monski kimono with hakama and the haori and everything, okay? Right? Very traditional Japanese wedding outfit. You know, we did these small dishes with the sake, all that, you know, drink three times, the small dishes, did all that. And then we went back to the hotel where everyone was staying and we had a dinner with everything, with everyone, I should say. Now, one thing that we did differently than a lot of people in Japan, not everyone, but many people, we did something we did different, is that we did not invite people from work to the dinner, right? In Japan, many times, people will invite everyone at work to their wedding, which is why Japanese weddings can be very, very large. We had a very small wedding reception, so the, the party after the wedding, it's called a reception. It's a good word to know. Um, but yeah, our, our wedding reception, the dinner, it was only the people who attended the wedding ceremony. So the wedding ceremony and the dinner afterwards, the same people. No extra people came to the reception. Um, so it was just our families and some very close friends. And of course, we did change clothes, you know, Uh, We had on the kimonos, we changed into, I had a black tuxedo, my wife wore a white wedding dress. You know, we kept it very simple. And I know that in Japan, it's, that's not always true. A lot of brides in Japan, for example, will wear two different dresses during the reception. 
right? Remember, so like I said, reception, that's the the dinner, the party after the wedding ceremony. And our wedding reception, we kept it very simple, right? We didn't do video messages. We didn't do speeches from friends. I think maybe, did we have like as one speech from the fathers? Like I think my father said something and my wife's father said something. And that was all. That was the only thing we did. I think maybe I said something to it. That was it. We kept it very, very simple. Oh, and one thing I was thinking about too, because I'm thinking about my wedding, which was in Hokkaido. One thing that's very different in Hokkaido and the rest of Japan is that in Hokkaido, guests to the reception, they just pay a set fee. Right? Basically, you pay for your dinner at a very fancy restaurant. That's kind of what you do. And in the rest of Japan, the other weddings I have been to were in Tohoku, uh, in here in Japan. And you have to think, how close am I to the bride or the groom? Right? The closer you are, the more money you're supposed to pay. Right? So if you're very close friends, if you're family, you pay more money. And if you're just co-workers, you only pay a little bit. Very different in Hokkaido. Hokkaido, you just pay your way for dinner. And that's it. Everyone pays the same. I think Hokkaido's way of doing it is a lot better. It's just a lot simpler for everyone to figure out. Here's how much I pay. Easy. So what about weddings in the U.S., though? Well, there are a lot of differences, and one big difference is when you are officially married, right? So what do I mean? In Japan, you have to turn in your marriage registration, right? your koin todoke. You have to turn that in at City Hall, or your, if you're in okay, City Hall or your ward office, wherever. You have to turn that in and then you are officially married. And maybe you have your wedding ceremony the same day or the next day or sometime very nearby, time-wise. But many people don't do their wedding ceremony that close in time to when they turn in their official marriage registration. Right? My wife and I, we didn't. Uh, we turned in our marriage registration uh, to this ward office, to the ward office in November. But we didn't have our wedding ceremony until the next year in May. So half a year later, we had our actual wedding. So we were married for half a year. Then we had our wedding ceremony. In the U.S., it's almost always the case that your wedding ceremony is when you are officially married. The person doing the wedding ceremony, if it's a priest, a bokshi, if it's someone at the courthouse, they have the legal authority. They say, you are married. There you go. So it's at your wedding ceremony. Japan, it's not. What about the ceremony itself? Okay, well, a lot of people in the U.S. get married in a church, right? So church, kyokai. Not everyone, of course, but a lot of people. Now, all the weddings I went to were in churches. And 
This is because a lot of people in the U.S. are Christian, right? So Christian, Christo, right? So many Christians in the U.S., so lots of church weddings in the U.S. More and more people are having weddings in other locations. Um, for example, my cousin, she got married last year. Um, I didn't go to the wedding, right? It was coronavirus, all that stuff. No, it was actually this year, not last year, this year, sorry. My cousin got married this year, and I heard about it from my mother. My mother did go to the wedding. The wedding was in a beautiful old tobacco barn. Now, that sounds a little strange. Let me explain a little bit. My cousin lives in a part of the U.S. where a lot of tobacco plants are grown. And before you can make cigarettes or cigars or whatever, you need to dry the tobacco leaves. And there are, and to do that, you need a tobacco barn, a building for drying the leaves. And the area near where my cousin lives, there are a lot of old tobacco barns. And many of them are not used for tobacco anymore. So people have turned them into all sorts of things. And one of them is now apparently a wedding venue. And this kind of wedding is more and more common in the U.S. Uh, beach weddings are very common now. Um, weddings in beautiful locations outside. Um, but yeah, traditionally a lot of weddings have been held in churches and they look a little bit like a Japanese-style chapel wedding. Uh, one big difference, though, between a Japanese chapel wedding and a uh, American church wedding, U.S. church wedding, is that in the U.S. there are often bridesmaids and groomsmen. Now, these people don't actually do anything. I think they did a long time ago for weddings, but now they don't. They just stand there. But these people, they're usually the friends, maybe siblings, brothers, sisters of the bride and the groom. And they stand at the front uh, during the ceremony next to the bride and the groom. Like I say, they don't really do anything, but it's a tradition. Um, another thing that's kind of part of an Amer a U.S. Uh, wedding is the ring bearer. Now, the ring bearer, usually a young person, usually a young relative, maybe a cousin, a little brother or something, little sister. Uh, they will bring the wedding rings up to the front of the ceremony and give them to the, usually if it's the, uh, a priest, if it's a wedding at a church. And then the priest will then give them to the bride and groom. So the ring bearer. Um, again, that's that's something that's part of a U.S. wedding. Not always, but a lot of times. Now, if you're having a church wedding, churches are usually pretty large, so most everyone can go to both the wedding ceremony and the wedding reception. Now, often receptions in the U.S. are at places like banquet halls, which are often in hotels. So that's not really different than Japan. However, the way the bride and the groom travel from the church to the reception 
is usually very different than you know how it happens in Japan. In the U.S., the newlyweds either drive themselves in their own car, that which is that's kind of old-fashioned. You know, maybe the budget version. You don't you want to save some money? You just drive yourself. Um, but more and more is the uh, is becoming common. The bride and the groom take a limousine to the uh, wedding reception, and all the guests they drive themselves to the reception. Now the receptions in the U.S. are very different from Japanese receptions. For one thing, the bride and the groom don't change clothes at all for a U.S. wedding ceremony reception. Same clothes. Oh, and just one quick note about the clothes. Another difference um, in the U.S. at least. Almost everyone buys their own wedding dress in the U.S. Not the tuxedos. Tuxedos are usually rentals in the U.S., but dresses are almost always purchased, right? The the bride will buy a wedding dress. Maybe if there's a, a nice wedding dress in the family, she might remake it, you know, get it fit for her size. And they'll just use, but yeah, we don't rent wedding dresses in the U.S. very much. That's not a thing. Um, Anyway, back to the reception. So a wedding reception in the U.S. is usually a lot more casual than in Japan. I mean, sure, there is the entrance of the bride and the groom, right? That they say, oh, here's the new bride and groom. Okay. But there's no candle ceremony, right? It's kind of a thing in Japan that's pretty common. The candle ceremony, don't do that in the U.S. Um, Don't have all the big video productions usually, at least not in my experience. There's probably one or two speeches. Maybe, you know, uh, one of the parents of the the bride and groom say something. Um, The cake cutting is a thing. But that's really kind of it. Um... I guess there is the couple's first dance. Uh, That's often a thing, uh, which... So yeah, dancing is a big part of a lot of weddings in the U.S. Usually, people start eating, okay, after a while, it's time for the first dance. And so the bride and the groom choose a song that is important to them as a couple. And the DJ will play that song... And the newlyweds will have their first dance as a married couple. And then after that, it's basically just a big dinner and dance party. And that's usually where the event ends, right? There isn't really a niji, an after party, a nijikai. That's not really part of uh, American of weddings in the U.S. very often. I'm, I'm sure there are some other differences that I just can't think of right now. But those are the ones that, you know, I could come up with easily. Now, I also think it's important to remember that I only know about really one type of wedding in the U.S. Uh, there are lots of different cultures in the U.S. Right? Many different cultures have different wedding traditions. I'm sure that a wedding of people with Mexican roots would be very, very different than what I've been talking about. And same thing would be true for two people who are uh, two black people, right? Their weddings would be very different. 
The weddings I know about are white people who are also Christian, right? So please remember that when you're thinking about weddings in, in the U.S., they're not all the same. They're very, very different. These are the ones I know, which is just like Japan. I'm sure a wedding in Okinawa is very different than a wedding in Hokkaido, which is very different than a wedding in Tokyo. They're all different just where you are. And that is where we will end it. If you have any other requests, ideas for podcasts, you can find the request form over on the website for the podcast, which is bit.ly slash l-u-w-m-i. You can find links to all the episodes, listening guides, listening quizzes. You can find the Twitter for the podcast. Um, If you want to go straight to Twitter, the Twitter is at Listen up with Mr. I. If you follow on Twitter, you can learn history facts, little little bits of history every single day. And of course, you can also send uh, episode ideas directly to me at the Twitter account. And that is all for today. I'm Mr. I, and I'll see you next time.